the weather is getting warmer here in Boston, finally, and I'm sure wherever you are in the world, you guys experience the same thing. The second the sun comes out, the second it gets warm, everyone says goodbye to jackets and sweaters and starts wearing spring and summer fits for the rest of time. I don't care if it gets rainy. I don't care if it gets colder again. I'm in spring and summer fits because I'm standing in my power. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul this year because it just felt fitting with a new era. And obviously, I want high quality pieces, but I don't want to spend a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year because these are high quality pieces they're staying in my wardrobe the best part is that all quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they even show you on the website how much you're saving which is awesome quince partners directly with top factories cutting out the costs of the middleman and passes those savings on to us i recently got a really really nice linen set of like pants and a short sleeve button up all, both in white linen which is awesome and i know they're gonna be my staple all spring and all summer so get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goals for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns q u i n c e dot com slash goals to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash goals i know everyone has memories of cracking open some wonderful pistachios i used to always throw a bag of the classic roasted salted wonderful pistachios in the cart when i was grocery shopping growing up and I remember always having a bowl going in the kitchen while cracking them open. Roasted salted is still my classic, but recently I've been trying all the flavors and I must say, even though I love in-shell pistachios for the activity of cracking them open, Wonderful Pistachios, no shell, salt and vinegar might just be my new favorite. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. There's six grams of protein per one ounce serving. That's packing a protein punch. Chili roasted, honey roasted, sea salt and pepper, jalapeno lime. There are so many flavors to try out and Wonderful Pistachios has become one of my favorite snacks recently. I need my snacks to be a good source of protein and I love when I can eat snacks with my hands. It's easy, it's fun, what more can you ask for? I also really like using the no-shell pistachios from Wonderful Pistachios to put on salads or rice bowls. Spring and summer salads are going to be so good. I can't wait to add the jalapeno lime ones to a fresh salad. And I've been using the chili roasted flavor on top of rice bowls recently. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more and find out where you can get wonderful pistachios near you. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Girls with Goals with your hosts and Catherine. Today, Carolyn and I are joined by Cassandra of Yoga with Cassandra. You guys may have seen or taken some of her classes on YouTube. We're talking all things yoga, wellness online, fads and trends in the wellness space, and hobbies outside of wellness. So I hope you guys learned something from this, and let's meet Cassandra. We are joined with Cassandra. She is a yin and vinyasa yoga instructor, YouTuber, author, the face behind Yoga with Cassandra. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're so Thank excited to have us. you. This is about a long time coming. We've been trying to coordinate this for a while. So yes. excited to finally be speaking with you and getting to know you. I'm sure that it's going to give our listeners kind of a different perspective on health and wellness. I feel like everyone in the space kind of has their own thing to bring and own perspectives and experiences. Um, and so as I guess not yogis ourselves, but people who are very interested in, of course, health and wellness in other ways, I know like I'm particularly excited to hear everything you have to say and I think that it'll be super impactful for our listeners as well I will do my very best <laughs> to be helpful of course oh I'm sure you will be so <laughs> tell us a little bit about how about number one just yourself who and are you who are you <laughs> who is yoga with Cassandra yeah you guys gave a pretty good introduction so I'm based out of Ottawa Canada but I am pretty much exclusively an online yoga instructor I started that in 2014 with my Yoga with Cassandra YouTube channel. Um, and now we're going on almost nine years of that. So wow. at first I was teaching in person as well as online, just like trying to navigate, figuring out what was best for me. Um, but I, I've moved out to the country recently, like I guess a year and a half ago. So there aren't really any studios around me. So I've kind of naturally just for now anyway, dropped my in-studio classes, kind of coincided well with the pandemic anyway. No yeah. one was going to studios. Um, yeah. And I'm just doing the online thing. And somehow I managed to get some books published along the way yeah. and to create some products that just came out in stores and um, to do a bunch of stuff that I never, ever, 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 yeah. ever 
imagined I would get to do. Definitely wasn't like some big master plan or anything like that. Yeah. I was going to ask like, when you started, you said in 2014, mm-hmm. was it with the intention, like, this is what I want to do? Or was it super casual and just happened to kind of blow up and work well for you? What was kind of the starting point? It was more casual simply because I didn't really know at that time that this could be its own thing. Yeah. Um, 2014, you know, that was a very different world in terms of like online content and content creation mm-hmm. and online yoga. Um, I certainly was not the first, you know, yoga teacher to go online. Um, but it wasn't as big as it is today, but it's crazy because even in 2014, I almost didn't do it because even back then I thought, Oh, it's too late. I've missed my chance. You know, like every day I have teachers who are like, Oh, it's too bad. I didn't start when I, you know, 10 years ago or five Mm -hmm. years ago or three years ago, because now it's too late. And I'm like, well, I thought it was too late in 2014, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's, yeah. that's unfortunately a yeah, big That's block. a huge like mindset. Mental I mean, block. I didn't even, yeah. We think about that. We started this podcast just over a year ago and yeah. yeah. It's like, you always that's, feel like you yeah, have to be the first mover, feel like there's yeah, always still space. There will always be space, but you're like an OG in that. <laughs> I mean, now it's, now I guess so because I stuck with it you know yes. it, it's not yeah. like I put out a video and all of a sudden I got a million subscribers and I was like this yeah. is great yeah. I'm gonna quit my job and do this <laughs> yeah, all the time yeah, yeah. like it was a very slow steady process over the years um so I definitely didn't think I was going to be doing this full time I didn't even know you could do this full time yeah. I didn't even know you could make money through this mm-hmm. I was really just trying to first I thought it was fun like I grew up you know I'm a millennial I grew up in like the YouTuber era True. Where like I just loved watching YouTubers like makeup stuff. And I was like, oh, it'd be so cool if I had my own channel. But I never, I never knew what my channel could be. Like I I didn't want to do like vlogs and I don't know. It just felt like it wasn't a right fit. But then when I got certified and became, you know, got certified to teach yoga. I was so motivated to go teach, but it's really hard to get studio jobs and to get hired and to mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt like I was being held back and it was really hard to break through. So I thought, oh, what if I just put a couple videos and a couple classes up on YouTube? Um, I can add those to my resume. Maybe this yeah, will yeah. help me get better jobs. People will get a feel for what my teaching ability is. And who knows, maybe a couple people will do the classes and they'll like them. Um, and then I tried that and I kind of was hooked right away. I just really, really enjoyed it. It was a good fit. I think it's a good fit for my personality. Like I enjoy being on camera. I like the mm-hmm. style of teaching. Yeah. I like the fact that I can teach people all over the world. I like the fact that I have complete control over what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have any limits from the studio saying it has to be this style of class, this amount of time. You mm-hmm. know, like I can really just do whatever I want. I really like that. And like obviously it took a long time before YouTube worked out you know like I was still Mm -hmm. I had a full-time job and all that kind of stuff um but pretty early on I'd say maybe like six months into going online I realized like oh people are actually like making money online this is crazy (laughs) so I made like my first little online product and you know made like $80 and I was like over the moon I thought it was the coolest thing in the whole world (laughs) I was like oh wow what if I make this every month or every, (laughs) every week, even like that was how, you know, I couldn't really think bigger than that at that point. Uh So it was a very, very slow, gradual process. I, this was not a big master plan. Yeah. Do you find that, I know you're talking about the freedom and flexibility on your end. Do you find that that resonates with your audience more than it would necessarily in a studio where it is more strict with the style and with the length and type of classes? Yeah, totally. I mean, I've really become known. I think I've become known for kind of two or a couple of things. Like some people really like my yin yoga classes and those are long format classes, but often they're just like 30 minutes. But the other thing that I've gotten kind of popular for are my 10 minute morning yoga classes. That's not something you'd ever really find at a studio, but those are my most popular videos. And it's what people seem to really enjoy for me and enjoy the way that I teach it. And it's just because it's, convenience you know like with studios you have to obviously pay for the class and it's a it's a great investment it's just I don't think we realize 
like you guys said, you're in Boston. So obviously there's a ton of yoga studios around you. I'm in Ottawa. There are a ton of yoga studios, Mm -hmm. but not everyone lives in cities like that. Not everyone has access to, you know, 10 yoga studios within a 30 minute range. So for a lot of people, it's just not even really possible to go to a studio and they'll need to find like childcare to babysit, like they have to bus there. It's just like, it's a big time commitment. It's a big financial commitment. Um, And a lot of people are really intimidated by the studio setting. You know, they don't really like to practice with other people around. They're maybe a little shy, a little insecure, or just it's just not what they like. You know, some people like when a studio has mirrors. Some people hate when a studio has mirrors. Like it's very, it's very individual. So Mm -hmm. I think being able to give people an alternative solution, that's still just as good, (laughs) you know, like that's amazing. Like I'm not there in the room with them, you know, so I can't give feedback on alignment. That's, that's something I will never be able to do as a YouTube yoga instructor. So I always recommend that people eventually maybe go to a couple studio classes, but online is amazing. Like it's so flexible. It's free. I love it. So much less intimidating. Like you said, and that is like, I think the biggest roadblock to absolutely anything, like even at the gym, like that's like the biggest question that we get about the gym is like, how do I just get the confidence to go there how do I not feel like people are watching me all of that stuff and it's like having the option totally. to do it at home and especially mm-hmm. something 10 minutes I'm like that's that's honestly what I would do or I would, with I would throw on the 10 minute morning <laughs> or yes. with yoga where I feel like there is such a drastic learning curve if you go to a studio I'm I'm like we danced all growing up so I have like a decent baseline of flexibility but I can do the bare minimum if I'm taking a yoga class but the person next to me could be an like act like a yogi deep, yeah and be doing taking the like most advanced advanced poses. um variations of them and yeah. that's to me that's kind of intimidating because that's amazing and I want to be able to do that but I know I can't right now nor do you want to necessarily try it in a studio try something for the first time so if you yeah. do have the comfort of your home like you're giving your audience like that's such an amazing thing to get like, people a good... comfortable with it like there's a good opportunity for personal growth when you go in the studio because it does it is kind of triggering and confronting you know if you are next yes. to someone who's doing something so you know what you perceive to be so much better and more advanced okay. than you like some feelings are going to come up for you, you know, like maybe you're a really mature and evolved person and you're like, good for her. You know, I'm going to take that and I'm going to be inspired by it. But often it's like, we take it as a criticism or shortcoming on ourselves. We get hard on ourselves, we compare. And that's the beauty of yoga. Like you can really use all of those experiences as a way to grow and um, to reframe those thoughts. But it can also just be really nice to be at home and to just not have to really deal with that because it can get a little bit unhealthy and even dangerous, I think, in the group settings. Because if you're the kind of person who you're used like, and I'm speaking about myself, I also came from a background of dance and I'm really, I push myself a lot. So if I saw someone around me doing something that I couldn't do, I would make myself do it. You know, like I would push too hard and then I'm hurting myself. I'm not listening to my body anymore. Like what's Mm -hmm. the point even of my yoga practice at this point? I've totally missed the mark. Like who cares? It's not about the shape your body is taking. Um, But that is kind of, I think, maybe a little caveat to the group classes. There's a lot more room to start comparing, to start judging yourself, to start judging yourself and others, and to maybe lose sight of your own internal compass and Mm -hmm. to dial things back, you know, or push things a little bit more. So there's there's pros and cons to both, for sure. To your first point, I read something once that I think about literally all the time about how you have to be able to change your mindset and celebrate other people's successes or like admire people instead of being like jealous or intimidated by it because that's the only way that you're gonna see it as possible in your mind for you to get there like if you're judging other people or you're just kind of like feeling jealous and not being able to celebrate that from somebody else and it kind of creates a rule in your mind like that it's a bad thing to be there and then you'll never get there yourself So that is like, I like what you said about kind of putting yourself in that situation, not with just yoga, but like anything in life where people are better than you is kind of an opportunity to stretch yourself and try to be inspired rather than intimidated. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a huge proponent proponent of that. It shows up in like business a lot too, you know, mm-hmm. or any kind of entrepreneurial endeavor. Yeah. We can stop ourselves short because we see someone doing it better. Um, the minute, I mean, the minute you feel jealousy towards someone creep up, you know, there's a roadmap there for you to follow. Mm. Like that's a really clear indication that what they have, you really want. You just don't believe that you're capable of getting Mm. it. So it's easier for you to put the other person down than it is for you to hold a mirror to yourself and be like, well, why don't I believe in myself? Why do I feel unworthy of getting this thing? Why don't I feel competent enough Mm -hmm. to achieve what they've achieved? It's so much easier to bypass doing that work and to just tear the other person down or diminish, you know, like completely dismiss the hard work and just attribute it to luck or whatever it is, you know, rather than being like, wow, this person did something really cool. It's making me feel very uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know why this is bringing up such conflicting emotions within Mm -hmm. me, but I probably need to investigate that a little more because obviously, obviously there's something here, you know, if you didn't care, you wouldn't care. Like, it's like if you, I don't know, like I don't, I don't ski, for example, right. I don't ski. So I don't care about skiing. So if someone comes to me and say that they just won the Olympic gold medal in skiing, I won't feel anything about that other than, wow, cool. Good for you. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's great. But if they're saying that they, you know, did really well in something that I actually care about and that yeah. I am actually <laughs> doing all of a sudden, I really need to put in yeah. the work to be like, okay, Cassandra, like forget about your own ego celebrate them, honor them, and maybe try to learn from them, you know, Mm -hmm. like, can I get even closer to that person to figure out why they're able to do what they want to do? Like, if you won't care, unless you care, like you won't be jealous unless there's something there for you, right? That's a huge soul is wanting. Yeah. I've had to work on that with social media a lot. Cause it's a place where like, when you're creating and like kind of being entrepreneurial on social media, somebody is always doing better. Somebody always yeah. has more followers. Somebody always creates more viral content. And it's hard not to see that and be like, so frustrated by it or like, oh, they just got lucky. Like, why do they deserve that? And I don't, instead of like, I really had to switch my mindset to be like, oh, that means it's possible though. And like take inspiration yeah. from what they're doing. So that's like, I like that mindset. It's very applicable to a lot of things. I actually, like, I've always had a rule for myself where I don't actively follow any of my peers and colleagues. Like, I don't want to see what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I love, like, I have good relationships with a lot of other yoga YouTubers and Mm -hmm. like online yoga teachers. We all know each other. We speak to each other. I will always be their champion and their supporter, but I don't follow them. Yeah. I'm not on their mailing list. I might follow them on on Instagram, for example, but I have them hidden. I have them muted. I just don't want, I don't want to know what they're doing because so healthy. (laughs) It's just because I know it'll be, it'll get in the way of my own creative process. If I see what other people are doing, all of a sudden I'm going to start doubting what I'm doing. You know, if they're doing something that's going really well for them, I'm like, oh, should I be doing that? (laughs) And if they're doing something that isn't really working, I'm not going to then want to do it. But it's just like, what works and doesn't work for some other person, it just doesn't apply to you. Like you can't actually replicate what they're doing. You know, you think Mm -hmm. you can, but you can't, you could try to replicate the same viral video. It won't work. It just Mm -hmm. won't work. Yeah. So I'd rather just support them at a distance, but I don't want it to cloud my own creative vision and my own judgment and my own like sense of purpose and direction. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I just have too much of like, I don't have a thick skin at all. So I need to be really protective. <laughs> Perfect job for you then, right on social yes. media. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I know you talked about having a dance background. What initially got you into yoga and what was your progression with the practice? It was from dance, actually. I you know grew up doing a lot of ballet and jazz, and modern and all that stuff. And I super, super, super loved it. Um, I just was never really flexible. Like I really Mm. struggle. I have like a big, um, like anterior pelvic tilt and my hamstrings are so short and so tight. Like I just, it was a huge, huge problem. And it was so annoying. And just someone I was dancing with said, Hey, I started going to yoga classes. Maybe that would help you. You know, that was it. It was a very simple suggestion. So I started taking dropping classes here and there. And eventually kind of really fell in love. And I really liked how with yoga, there was no more like 
it just didn't matter what you look like. There was no end True. goal. We weren't trying to mm-hmm. be perfect. It was a lot kinder to my body, um, to my joints and things like that. And it just felt like mental health wise, it was also healthier for me to be moving away from dance and to move towards yoga. Um, so that's kind of just what I ended up doing. It wasn't planned, but I just ended up really enjoying it and slowly ended up transitioning out of dance. It's not like I was going to be like a professional dancer anyway. Like I was just doing it for fun. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't very good, you know, (laughs) but, but I loved it. I loved it so, so much. And I still miss like performing. Um, but it was really nice for me to make that transition and to find something else. Mm -hmm. I think that is a huge thing. At least I know I've experienced the like negative aspects of mental health from dance and I know a lot of people that are listening have too and we've talked about that before it's so much less individual there's so much more room for like comparison and pressure there Mm -hmm. than with something as individual as yoga your own personal fitness because you're I mean you're literally trying to create perfection (laughs) you know like you are trying (laughs) to be amazing at something and the the reason why ballet is so beautiful is because we spend so much time and attention to detail and striving for perfection. Like I'm not knocking it. I super love it, you know, and I love that. I, part of me also craves and loves the high stakes, high pressure of it and being push, push, push. Mm-hmm. But I needed a break from that. Like I, I didn't even know how badly I needed a break from that. But learning to stop pushing myself took years. Like that was really hard. Um, but it's, yeah, it's hard, you know, and it's like, you're a teenager with other teenagers. Everyone's wearing like skin tight, skin tight. Like, right. It's just awkward. (laughs) And you're staring at yourself in the mirror for way too long, more Mm -hmm. than anyone should ever stare at themselves in the mirror. And you're being judged by, even if it's healthy, you know, judged because they want you to improve and they want to be able to tell you what you're lacking, what's unbalanced, what you need to work on. It's still just like a lot of eyes on you and a lot of feedback. And I needed to not have that feedback for a while. You know, it was, it was too much. I think. Totally get it. I think that's a very evidently positive shift that you've made because it's obviously changed the whole trajectory of your life and your career, Yeah, (laughs) but with mental health too, that's such an amazing shift that you were given that opportunity. Did you stop dancing entirely and go to yoga or did you do like a 50 50 um gradual switch to it I ended up shifting completely and like over the past few years I kind of have gotten back a little bit like dipped my toe back in the water um but mostly yoga now yeah Yeah. that's fun are you taking classes where you are now I was so I haven't like since the pandemic but like in Mm. all of 2021 I I joined like a like a heels group like have you ever taken like a heels dance class I haven't but that's Mm -hmm. that that sounds fun that sounds so fun it's so fun it's really fun I loved it I was like all personally (laughs) yeah it was super intense and intensive and I really loved it but it was nice because we got to like perform again and you know you got to have like that whole like bonding experience like that was some of the best part about dance class you know it's just like being with a group of girls and Mm -hmm. doing something physical together yeah that's so fun you know there's so much like camaraderie that comes Mm -hmm. out of that so I did I started taking like you know heels classes and then I auditioned to be part of like a group and got in and we like worked for a whole year and put on the show and like two days after our show the whole world went into lockdown so we got really lucky that we were able to actually perform what we had been working on but um but yeah I haven't been back in a while so I'm probably due to see if I could get back into it (laughs) do you want to learn a new language maybe for an upcoming trip maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages maybe you just want a new skill Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Carolyn and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. That is such a core memory for me and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer, listening to the audio and like matching it so vividly. And the best thing about Rosetta Stone is that Rosetta Stone offers a lifetime membership. So you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons, all the languages, 
forever. So I've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my Mandarin and let me tell you, Rosetta Stone is incredible. The way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my Mandarin so quickly and you can even start from scratch. Of course, they have 25 languages to learn and it's immersive. You learn it naturally and you should definitely check it out. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before your period where you just want to crawl out of your skin, not able to keep up a routine or maintain healthy habits. Because personally, I just lose all steam. I feel down or just super off and that's why happy mammoth has been so helpful these past few months happy mammoth the company that created hormone harmony is dedicated to making women's lives easier and that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women they make no compromise when it comes to quality and it truly shows. Happy Mammoth has what you need for gut health, hormone balancing, detoxification, anti-aging, beauty, mood, clarity, sleep, and even a really comprehensive quiz that will make sure you know what products are right for you. So check out what Happy Mammoth has for you and see what you might want to try. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code GOALS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code GOALS for 15% off today. I know a moment ago you mentioned taking kind of a long time to figure out how to put less pressure on yourself. I'm kind of curious, like, what that journey, per se, was like and, like, how you did that. I just know that's a question. Like, we get so much. I think everybody struggles with the amount of pressure they put on themselves. And I'm always like, uh, like, I'm not sure I'm there yet to give the best advice on that. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's hard because I, I thought I was done with this. Like, I thought I had... I was, I was killing Killing. it, you know, like I don't push myself anymore. And I felt really confident about that. So in the yoga world, once I found yin yoga, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but it's a more passive style of yoga where you Mm -hmm. hold poses for minutes at a time, there's no strength involved. You're either sitting or laying down. It's very flexibility based. So you're going to hold a stretch for an extended period of time, working on your joints and the connective tissue and The only way you're able to do that safely is by not going to the edge of your comfort zone, but dialing it way back. So it's like, if you're thinking of an intensity scale of one to 10, where one, I don't feel anything, 10, like I'm going to scream, it hurts so much. I was used to being at like an eight or a nine, you know, like really, really pushing, pushing, pushing. And with yin, you're told to go at like a four, you know, so that you feel sensation, but you can hold it for five minutes, you can breathe, you can be relaxed, you can be calm. And that was really hard for me. But what happened is all of a sudden, I actually did start increasing my flexibility, like I saw results. Mm -hmm. So I actually seeing results helped me a lot, like realizing that less is more. That was a really good motivator for me to scale things back a little bit. Cause I was like, wow, I've spent, you know, 15 years pushing and I still can't do the splits or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden I'm slowing down. I'm being easier on myself and I'm actually noticing positive results. Like I'm moving in the direction that I want to be moving. And again, emotionally and mental health wise, it feels a lot better. Yeah. yeah I was going to ask so, if that translated into like how you live does. the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. It totally does. So I was like, oh, I'm crushing it. Like I no longer push myself. But a year and a half ago, I started uh, horseback riding. So like, that's my new <laughs> thing now. I'm like an equestrian. Um, Wait, is that why you moved to the country? Well, so I moved to the country and then I was like, finally, I can fulfill my lifelong goal that's of amazing. horseback <laughs> riding. Because in the city, it was I mean, who doesn't want to really? Yeah. It was just not possible growing up. It's too expensive. It's too far. Like I had to choose, you know, ballet or horses basically. And it's like, you can either do one horseback riding lesson a week, or you could take like six dance classes a week, you know, for the same price. Um, but then I moved out and I was like, oh my gosh, there's like barns all around me. I can take lessons. That is so so close. So I like threw myself in, I bought a horse, like six months into it. Um, but unfortunately this is an area where I'm really pushing myself. Like I have very high expectations for myself. Like I feel like I should be an Olympian by now, (laughs) even though it's been like a year and a half. 
And my coach always like, even this morning, she was like, you need to relax. (laughs) You're doing fine. You're not supposed to be perfect. So I'm, I've yet to solve the puzzle of how to have that translate into Mm -hmm. a new sport. So with yoga, I'm really good at listening to my body, but for some reason, it hasn't translated to riding okay. quite yet. I just feel like I should be amazing <laughs> already and I'm not. Um, I don't know. It's hard. So I I thought I had it figured out, but I don't really. <laughs> that's valid. I feel like yeah. that's just always how it goes. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're so. solid. You're solid for a phase of life and then something else comes up yeah then you get you get solid with it and yeah. that's just or like you've unlearned things with yoga specifically but then you're just gonna kind of be back to your like it has to translate your base yeah. habits with something else yeah exactly but you obviously know that you are capable of that so if it's something you want you know you can do it but see that's it's what so gets hard in not the way. to know, why would you want to you want to be the best right <laughs> i want yes i do i do like uh... I'm just like, why am I not getting it yet? Like, it should be so easy. <laughs> Are you falling <laughs> off the horse? No, no, nothing so I like feel that. Like you're, I feel like you're solid. Mm. Is that? Yeah, that's if good. If the it's horse is like, moving forward and you're staying on top of it, that's a win in my head. Well, you know, you think that. Like, you. that's the thing. It's like when you start riding, I feel like when I was just a few lessons and a few months into it, I was like, wow, I am amazing at this. I'm (laughs) crushing it. But it's like, it's because you don't know anything. You don't actually know what makes good riding. So it's like, the more you know, the more you realize you really suck. (laughs) It's, it's really, you really have an advantage when you know nothing about the sport because everything is a win. Everything is a victory. Every time you do something, you feel amazing about it. But then once you learn more about like proper form, proper technique for you and for the horse, all of a sudden you're like, everything is falling short because now I know what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So now you have something to compare to and you have something to aspire to. So all of a sudden you have judgment and expectation. Um, So it's hard. I was a happier rider when I knew nothing. You know, ignorance really is bliss with a lot of like sports and hobbies and things like that, you know? Yeah, but I'm not falling, so that's good. <laughs> only, only right. a couple falls. <laughs> Are there any other health focuses or you know hobbies that you have maybe to benefit your mental health outside of yoga that you practice frequently? I mean, outside of yoga, <laughs> I'm a hobby girl. Like I like to yeah. do a lot of stuff. <laughs> Um, but I think most important, like it's a non-negotiable for me and has been for probably a decade to take a daily walk. I can't survive without it. I was hoping you would say that. I just went online. (laughs) I, I have to, like, I have to do it at least 30 minutes. It's so, 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 so helpful. I journal a little bit before going Mm -hmm. to bed. That's really helpful as well. Um, those are probably the most important ones. Um, but hobbies, yeah, I have a ton of hobbies. Like I, every year I'm like, okay, what kind of class can I sign up uh-huh. to? You know, I've take, I've done like drop-in acting classes or art lessons or piano or yeah. whatever, you know, and I never yeah. really stick with anything that long, but I love to try it. So yeah, yeah that's I just, awesome. I like to just be busy and try stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're big fans of the daily walk. If I don't yeah. get that 30 minutes of fresh air and movement and just like being by myself a day like things go badly they just do yeah and I always get my best ideas when I'm out on that's what I think too I like all of a sudden I'm going for a walk all of a sudden my notes app is open I'm like writing (laughs) down all my thoughts I'm like it literally becomes like just like a brainstorm session of like life (laughs) it's crazy yeah yeah it's really moving the sunlight yep. hits it's like and Catherine likes to say it's like photosynthesis I I it's think like, people can obviously not in the scientific sense but I people photosynthesize like you get some sun and water mm. and good things happen yeah I agree because I don't think I would get the same results if I was just like on a treadmill every day yeah mm-hmm. like I don't think it would be the same I think yeah. I, it needs to be outside yeah. yeah what about I love contradictions in my life things that are maybe like guilty pleasures or you know some some non-destructive vices if you're comfortable sharing any is there anything that you know may on paper be a contradiction but kind of helps build contrast and you know round out your lifestyle I mean 
I love television. I <laughs> love TV so much. And in fact, it's like if I wasn't doing what I'd be doing, I think my dream job would be to be a TV producer. I just yeah. I would love to produce a great TV show. You know, like I feel like it's still a dream I have somewhere in the back of my head, but I love television. So I will watch a lot of TV and yeah. I don't feel bad about it at all. No, <laughs> I no. feel like I work hard. I like yeah, to watch yeah, TV. Yeah, exactly. Um, what, I what recently – when you have big goals in a busy schedule, like all Girls With Goals listeners do, because that is exactly why we are here, it can be so difficult to actually find time for wellness. Even though it's a core value for all of us, small wellness habits can easily be buried by everything we have going on. This is why we have Fleur Marche. Fleur Marche delivers simple, quality, affordable wellness solutions for life's daily challenges. It's founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change. And their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy-to-understand plant-powered wellness products. Caroline and I have both been using the Fleur Marche Botanical Wellness Patches and have really, really enjoyed them because they're so easy and honestly so cool. They're different than a lot of the products I've used in the past for sleep, relaxation, focus, and relief, which are just some of the patches that Fleur Marche offers. Because they're both effective and fun, I think that's why I've been more intentional about well this wellness habit with Fleur Marche because I actually enjoy using the patches. So go check out all the patches and all the products that Fleur Marche has for you and try them for yourself. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with the promo code GOALS at checkout. Go to f-l-e-u-r-m-a-r-c-h-e.com and use code GOALS for 20% off your first order. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. My favorite show ever, 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 like I'm, I'm the kind of person I rewatch a lot of okay. shows. Like I have comfort shows that I mm -hmm. like to rewatch yeah. and then I'll start new series yeah. too. But Mad Men is my favorite show. I feel like that's okay. the most perfectly I've written. Never heard that. <gasps> I mean, I've never, I've never watched it. I've never watched it. I think I've heard of it. It's phenomenal. It's a, wow. it's a wonderful, wonderful show. Um, I like those, like, I like those dramas and I like period pieces. And um, so I, I even as soon as I finish that series, I'm rewatching it pretty yeah. much. Um, I really, really enjoy it. And recently, strangely enough, this year I've gotten into like video games for the oh. first time in my life, and I cool. love it. There's a whole type of game out there, like a style called cozy games, like cozy gaming. And you know it's Who so fun. It's like it's like doing, it's like if you ever, I don't know if, you, did you ever play The Sims maybe? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, like back kind in the of day in that show. genre, like Sims would be a cozy game, but they have like, Web like Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> like Animal Crossing was like my gateway into cozy gaming, okay. you know. Uh -huh. Anyway, yeah, I discovered that there are some styles of video games that I really love and I can get like super lost in there. So yeah. Wait, I actually feel like you would... Like, I feel like yeah, I would eat that, that up, like, if given the opportunity. Like, I've never, like, done that. But I feel like if someone, like, put that in front of me, I would be absorbed. Do you have any... What I like your escapism. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I like escapism. So, you know, yeah. that's why I like, I love reading. Like I read a yeah. lot. I love television shows and video games will give me the same kind of thing. I love to just totally be immersed in some kind of world yeah and you know six hours can fly by and I don't even realize yeah. it like mm -hmm. I love that's that zone like yeah, I don't I'm, know if that's healthy or I'm not so but I don't the care same. I feel like it's almost like and in my typical life like I have my routines I have all my habits like I work super hard and so then yes almost then I pull into like an alternate universe whether it's like like travel is like huge on like a bigger scale like I will travel and just like completely tap into like a different zone or like a different person or different world. But also well, like if you want to give yeah, like reading all that. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations? Yes. Okay. The best one right now. Okay. It's called Disney Dreamlight Valley. No. Video game. <laughs> no. I swear. Try it. You'll love it. You'll I'm love it. I'm writing it down. Okay. The new 
I am playing the new um, Hogwarts Legacy that just came out. Oh it's God. epic. It's so good. <laughs> Disney it's so good. Dreamlight. But but I would say Disney Dreamlight, that's a true cozy game. Okay. okay. So that'll give you a really good entry point into the cozy game. <laughs> okay. Wait, I'm excited style. now. Yes. I like your point okay. on escapism because that's what I mean by like things that maybe seem counterintuitive, but but like, I don't know. I, I like love escapism. feeling like I live a double life. Kinda. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Do you have advice for people who feel like yoga or maybe health and wellness in general is difficult to maintain or stay focused with? I know I, with yoga specifically, it always is daunting to me because I feel like it's not something I'm good at. So advice for me, <laughs> selfishly, but advice for anyone who's listening that may feel the same way about yoga or health and fitness in general. I think I think you need to ask yourself like why you think you're supposed to or should be doing it. Like I find like when I'm trying to implement some kind of new routine or I'm trying to add something into my life, if I'm trying to add it because I feel like it's what I should be doing yeah. or because someone said I should be doing this, if there's some kind of like judgment or shame or expectation around it, it's just not going to work. Like yeah. I might stick with it for a week or two, but it's going to fall off the wayside. You have to enjoy it. Like you mm -hmm. have to genuinely enjoy it because that's when you start craving it. Mm -hmm. And that's when you start feeling really weird when you don't do it. The yeah. same way like with your walks, you know, like I don't go for a walk every day because I feel like I should do it. I do mm -hmm. it because I love it. Like I know I feel better. I look forward to it. And yoga has become that for me. It wasn't necessarily that in the beginning. I had to find the right teacher. I had to find the right style. I had to figure out what was important to me, what I enjoyed. Um, and I had to find a way to like make it work into my life. So for a while that was super long studio classes and eventually it just became like 15 minutes a day, you know, at yeah. home. Um, but I find it's just, you just have to enjoy it. Like if you don't enjoy it, there's, there's just no yeah. point in forcing yourself to do it. It's not going to work. Yeah. So between obviously you, you know, teach classes and record for your online studio, do you make sure to balance that out and, you know, carve time out of your day for your own personal practice? I do. That is a challenge and it's not one that I'm unique in. Like that's kind of a pretty known stereotype for yoga teachers. It's like once you start teaching, you lose your own personal practice. Mm -hmm. That's something mm -hmm. that I was warned about a lot that a lot of teachers talk about. And it is true because you end up just spending so much of your focus, like building classes, designing, focusing on your students, like especially if you're a studio teacher, you're just so busy going from studio to studio, class to class, um, that you can neglect your own, but unfortunately yeah. your teaching will suffer if you do that. So it is important as a teacher to make sure that you're practicing what you're preaching and that you're showing up authentically and with integrity, um, whether that's in person or even just in front of the camera. So I do tend to practice every day. I just don't have a lot of discipline or consistency or expectations around mm. how long that should be that practice or what style it should be, what I should be working on, what time of the day that I do it. I just do it when I feel like it. So mm -hmm. whether that's in the morning, that's sometime in the afternoon, or it's in bed right before I fall asleep, I don't have as many expectations as I used to where like I felt like my practice should involve, you know, really strenuous strength poses. Like I don't really care anymore. I just know that I feel better if I do a yeah. little bit of something, if I breathe mindfully at least for 10 minutes and um, get my body feeling comfortable and really, you know, just practice mindfulness for a little bit. That's, that's good enough for me now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite questions to ask guests, because I feel like we get a glimpse into your life when you answer this, but can you take us through an ideal day? I know it may be different. An ideal day. day. An like, ideal or like typical day a, in your a life. A typical day, but like a good typical it, A typical day. day if everything went according to plan. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay, okay, okay. So typical day, I would wake up at around like a good day. I'll wake up at around 8 a.m. I feel yeah. like that's my perfect sweet spot. No alarm. I just wake up, have my coffee and my water, and then I would get on my yoga mat for like 15, 20 minutes, something really simple, 
go and just then like get dressed and do, you know, skincare, makeup, hair, whatever, go for my morning walk with my dog, feel really good and then get to work. And I, I usually feel good, like maybe get a good, like three or four hours of work in. That's like super productive. I find I do best when I don't try to like do eight to 10 hours of work. Like I yeah. smaller bits, uh, I'm more productive and more efficient that way. And then I would go to like a riding lesson or go ride my horse or whatever. That's really good. And then I don't know, just like cook a really nice meal, mm-hmm. have some girlfriends over yeah. maybe. Yeah. That would be a great day. Oh, like I love a it. Super fun day. That's yeah. just, like I would love day. that day. A little bit <laughs> yeah, of everything. That's a great day. I like working every day. Like yeah. I'd rather work, you know, five hours, seven days a week then have five days a week where I'm working like long hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't yeah. really work for me. Like I really enjoy having balance within my day itself yeah. between like work and play versus trying to find a balance within the week, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and I always thought, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard to plan. Like when you go from working a regular job to then working for yourself and you all of a sudden have full control over your schedule, it took me a while to find what works best for me and to figure out what my boundaries were. I would end up just working like super long, crazy hours because there was no one stopping me. Yeah. And then I would go from for stretches where I couldn't be bothered to work at all and yeah. I didn't know how to like control my time. Um, it took a lot of getting used to, but now I find that like, I like having at least a few hours a day of productive work. And then it just feels, I don't know. It just feels better when I'm doing other stuff afterwards. Like, but everyone's really different that way. Yeah. I feel like I'm more on your wavelength with the, a little bit every day and mixing, you know, having an active (laughs) functioning life beyond work every day. Yeah. I think that is a huge, you know mental shift that can be very helpful when you are yeah yeah in like a typical job and I have to experiment with it you know yeah Yeah. absolutely how was the transition from city to country with oh my gosh I loved it everything yeah I loved it it's really 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 quiet here that's the best best thing it's just like there's no noise like there's just no noise at night and I love that you can actually see the stars um the only thing the only downside we always say is like there's not a lot of options for uber eats you know (laughs) if we want to have takeout and have food delivered you know it's it's a little bit more limited in that way and if I want to go like if I want to go out with some friends Mm -hmm. like obviously it's further out I can't just like take a taxi there and back unless I want to spend like two hundred dollars on that and even then there's no guarantee that anyone will even pick me up so (laughs) you're a little bit more limited um, in that way, but honestly, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, I don't think I could ever go back to city city life now that I've experienced just the space, the mm-hmm. nature, and the quiet. Like, the quiet yeah. is really the biggest selling point to me. I I didn't realize how much I needed that, and I didn't realize how noisy our previous home was yeah. <laughs> until. I experienced just nothing. And like nature, like we have a bunch of deer now recently over the past few weeks. So many deer in our yard and like, it's Aww. really fun. Yeah, it's really cool. And so you've obviously been in the wellness space for a while now, since 2014. I'm sure you've seen it shift over and over again. What has that shift been like over time and from your experience growing with it? You know, thankfully yoga is an ancient practice and it stays pretty stable and consistent. (laughs) There are like kind of fads and trends that come and go. Um, I think the biggest change has just been how much more open-minded people are about online health and online wellness. Um, Mm -hmm. It felt really like an upward uphill battle when I first started. Um, Other teachers were very judgmental about me being teaching online. Like it was really poorly received from a lot of people you know they said it wasn't real yoga and it just it just had a little bit of a negative connotation to it thankfully the pandemic has been a huge blessing for all online content creators in a way yeah um 
because not only did it force teachers to have to go online and then they were able to see for themselves that, yes, this is a great medium and a great modality. You don't have to do it, but it's great if you want to. But it also opened the minds to students and people Mm -hmm. who had never even thought of doing yoga before. Like that was a really big paradigm shift, I thought. Now there's more, like sure, there are more teachers offering content on YouTube, but there's way more people looking for it as well. So it's, I always say this, I'm such a broken record, but it really is not too late. Like if you want to offer something online, it's definitely, definitely not too late because yes, it's a little bit saturated with the amount of people offering classes online, but there's just such a huge, a way bigger demand and a way bigger audience overall Mm -hmm. willing to, you know, give it a go. So I think that's been the biggest change is just people are more open-minded about it now and they're more willing to both try online yoga for themselves at home and teachers are more open to trying to offer and teach online themselves. Yeah. Well, that's I'm awesome. glad that that is like a very positive kind of upward trend. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'm really happy with it too. It's for me, it was a great thing to come out of the pandemic, you know, so I'm very Mm -hmm. grateful for that. What about, I know you mentioned some fads and kind of trends. Are there any that you've seen that you're happy with, unhappy with, grateful for, (laughs) ungrateful for them, you know, coming through social media? Let me think, you know what? I think it's mainly been positive. I think maybe like, I don't know, when I first started doing yoga, there was a big push Everyone was like trademarking their own style of yoga. And I think it kind of took away from the essence of the practice. Like everyone would just trademark their own Mm -hmm. style, but it's like, it's all the same. Like nothing was actually really different one from the other, you know? And I feel like we're moving away from that and just going a little bit more back to basics, honoring a little bit more of its roots. Um, There was definitely too much of an emphasis on There was too much of an overlap with like diet culture and yoga. It's Mm -hmm. still super prevalent, but I find it was even more pushed, you know, like Uh 10 years ago, this whole like use yoga to lose weight and to get toned and to get a yoga butt or whatever. (laughs) Um, And that was a celebrated marketing approach. You Mm -hmm. know, that's what people thought was okay. And we've, I think we've moved more so away from that now There's less of an emphasis on how yoga can make you look and more so on how yoga can help you as a person and how it can make you feel. So I'm really happy with that. I I think it's mainly been positive, honestly. Like it's it's going in a good direction, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a honestly to hear that it's, you know, been a positive, especially within diet culture from the last 10 years, I think is huge because I've noticed a shift even recently in the last few years that in within the health and wellness and more physical yeah. space of that, that I know when TikTok first came out, it was very, very toxic in the diet culture body image sense. And I think um, we were just talking about social media on last week's episode and I came to the realization that I don't feel that toxicity anymore. So I feel like the the growth and the positive changes are you know, taking flight now and to note that it's been that way or maybe on a more positive trajectory for the last 10 years is something to be very optimistic about. Yeah. I mean, people are more aware. They're more socially engaged. There's a lot more activism. There's more inclusivity and intersectionality. Like everything is kind of woven together to slowly lift up and and make progress slowly in the right direction but it's hard you know with social media because what I see is going to be different than what you see you know it's it's the fun thing about TikTok like I love how personalized the algorithm is I love that it shows me what it knows I'm gonna laugh at and whatever but it also means that if you're caught up in like if you're going through some kind of depressive episode or a hard time in your life all you're going to get is more content around mm-hmm. that you know if you start watching videos that make you feel anxious they're just going to keep showing you more videos to make you anxious so you can unfortunately end up in these like negative terrible loops and that's mm-hmm. how we have you know a lot of people going yeah. down these terrible pipelines Absolutely. you know where they enter one way and 2 years later they're a totally different person because of the media mm-hmm. they've been consuming yeah. yes. over that period 
So it's like, it's really good and it's really dangerous. And yeah, it's a little bit terrifying. Yeah, I love it. I hate it. I'm scared of it. I'm excited. People can grow with that echo chamber if it does, if it is positivity or maybe someone who finds your page is just, you know, on YouTube finds your classes and over the course of a few years, a few months, a few weeks, however long, you know, it takes them, then they're completely transformed that's an amazing kind of result of how social media can become an echo chamber but I absolutely hear you on the you know negative side and I think we've all experienced that to some extent for sure yeah it's hard not to like you accidentally click on one video and all of a sudden you're in this tunnel where you're like how did I end up here like (laughs) what is this and then you're like people actually think like this oh yeah how are these videos so popular and it doesn't even matter what it is like there's just it's I don't know it's it's hard you know everyone gets to have a soapbox and I love that like I love that it gives everyone the the opportunity to share their message to be hopefully a source of good in the world um but, you know, it also gives people that I would rather be muted <laughs> a loud voice as well. And there's yeah. not much you can do about it. So it's exciting. It's scary. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I feel like we're going to need another decade or two to be able to properly assess the damage we've done to yeah. ourselves <laughs> with, with yeah. these apps. Oh, I don't know. I know you talked about your yoga journal and some more offline um, products that you have beyond the yoga journal what are some of you know your favorite initiatives that you've or projects that you've made over the last few years yeah the last year was really big I came out so I had published two books which was like amazing or had them published you know worked with a publisher and all that and that was super cool and a really great milestone moment and my newest one year of yoga came out in the summer super fun um but what was really kind of mind-blowing in a way is I got to actually make products like physical products that are out in stores something that I really did not think would be possible it's very difficult to have products made like it's just it's just a whole other ball game you know if you have the desire to write a book you don't really need a publisher you can write your own book and you can self-publish and you can put it on Amazon and you can sell it you know like I feel like with books it's more realistic but with a product, like how are you actually going to have something manufactured and distributed? Anyway, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's and it's something that I had been wanting to do for so many years. And I tried to do it myself on my own for so many years with relative success and relative failure. Um, but finally I got this opportunity to create um the an affirmation card deck. So I am quite known for using affirmations in my classes. It's something Mm -hmm. that I really like. So I have the I Radiate Joy affirmation card deck that's now available like in stores worldwide. And that was really nice. Like I love tarot decks and oracle cards and affirmation decks. And I was like, oh my God, I get to design my own, Mm -hmm. to make my own and have it out there. So that was really, really, really fun. And at the same time, we came out with a yoga journal called My Yoga Journey. So it's just like, taking two minutes before you practice to write your intention, why you're practicing, what you want to focus on, and then two minutes after your practice to just reflect on your experience, you know, what you ended up doing, what worked, what didn't, reflections from your yoga mat, just something to help you take your practice maybe a little bit deeper to add a little bit more depth to it, um, a little bit more meaning. So yeah, those came out. So that's definitely the biggest thing I've ever done, like greatest accomplishment. I think it's just, it's very surreal to have products on shelves in yeah. stores. I don't I don't know that I'll ever get over that one. Yeah. Well, well congratulations. Con- <laughs> we <were both> congratulations. <laughs> that is Thank so, you. so exciting. Thanks. And so the yoga journal is, I know there's one for this year. Yeah. It, it, so I've left the, um like the dates blank. So you okay. can use it at any time Amazing. that you want. So whenever you want to pick it up, you can just start oh, and perfect. Yeah, use it that way. Super cool. Yeah. And what stores is it in? Online? All of it. I don't know. What do you guys have in the US? Like, hmm. what's your... Like, we have, we have Target. Is... Oh, yeah. So, like, probably oh, places awesome. like Target or things like that. I think they might have it there. And, like, um, specifically, like, uh, book retailers. I know like we're trying to get... Yes. Yes. Barnes Noble. Definitely at Barnes and Nobles, for sure. And then we're trying to see if we can get it. We might get it at... um. 
what's the one? It's like Home Sense. Home Sense oh, is yeah. ours. Home Goods. Home Sense. Home Goods. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. gonna try to get it at Home Goods soon. So I don't know if it's there yet, but we're working on it. So yeah, like major retailers like that, but definitely Barnes and Nobles for okay, sure. Okay, good to know. Amazing. Do you have a favorite affirmation that you'd want to share with the listeners right now? I do. It's not one of mine. It's not one that I came up with. It's from Louise Hay, but it's probably my favorite go-to that I repeat the most. It's very simple. It's all is well, and I am safe. I find that's one that I end up repeating a lot, very often throughout the day. If I'm stressed, if I'm, you know, feeling a little scattered, if I'm paying a bill (laughs) or whatever, It's really nice. All is well and I am safe. That's probably yeah, my go-to. That's my go- very too. calming. I know yes. I've read one of her books, probably her most popular one. I'm forgetting the name right now, but it's the one with the heart. It's probably the like um, You Can Heal Your Life or yes. something. I think yeah. that's her most. Yeah, that and is it's, her. It's I like love her. Chock full of affirmations. And she even yes. has her like appendix or glossary of affirmations at the end. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. I love that one. That's awesome. Person. Yeah. And where can, I know we just talked about where we can find your yoga journal and some of your products, but where can our listeners find you? If you just go on Google and type yoga with Cassandra, you'll find all of my stuff. Um, it's Cassandra with a K. So on YouTube, yoga with Cassandra, or just my website, yoga with Cassandra.com Instagram, same thing. I'll, awesome. I'll come up that way. <laughs> Amazing. And we'll link that all in the show notes below. So if you're listening and want to go check her out as you should, just go click on over and you can explore all of her work, all of her classes. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show, for talking with us. This was great. I want to go do some yin yoga right now. I feel calm. (laughs) I do feel calm. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for having me. That was lovely. And hopefully you will do a little bit of yin. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.